and welcome to episode 279 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Whatever comes our way, whatever battle we have raging inside of us, we always have a choice. My friend Harry taught me that. He chose to be the best of himself. It's the choice that make it's the choices that make us who we are, and we can always choose to do what's right. Netful. Yes, those are the last lines uttered by Tubby Maguire's Peter Parker. Is it? Yeah. That's the last lines from Spider Man Three. Oh yeah. Yeah. It sounded very similar to Neville and Harry Potter. Yeah. He pulls out the yeah. sword. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would have given it a little bit more oomph if it would have been Neville. Neville. So how are you, sir? I'm tired. Yeah. Yep. I know that feeling. Yeah. All too well. I haven't done much this week at all. No. Nah. work. Um, I did finish the first season of The Rain. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. I'm going to go binge watch a little bit more tonight if I can. Yeah. But um, it's really good. Wow. Wow. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. I had to place my, my sheets order with Nancy. So That's all right. let's get back to it. Where, yeah. where, where, where were we? The rain. The rain, yeah. You were, watch, you were watching the rain. So yeah. you liked that a lot. Oh, yeah. Hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, that's... Hooked. It's dubbed, though, right? Yeah. But it's... You can barely tell. Okay. It's very well done. I, Nancy tried to watch it, and she couldn't get over the fact that it was dubbed. But she's not good with stuff like that. Like she doesn't even like watching British TV shows because, yeah, you know. Uh, I, I thought that this was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Like, if you really pay attention, you notice. Yeah. But it's done so well that. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. I mean, it's they're not doing it all slapdash like they did in the '60s with no. Godzilla movies and stuff. No, I mean, this is. Yeah. But uh, this whole thing is good. Yeah. I can't rave enough about it. Wow. Yeah, I, I was completely hooked. I'm hoping that the next season is good. Because, um, you know, I just watched the you know the first season. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I like the way it's shot. Right. I like the look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't been this hooked since I started Walking Dead. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just kept watching and watching and yeah. watching and watching and watching yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I definitely give it an A. Cool. Uh, it's a it's a good story. It's a good premise. Yeah. There's things you don't know. There's great character development. Right. Um, which I didn't think they were gonna do. Yeah. Um, but they did. Yeah. And so, part of each story goes into a little bit of the character's past. Yeah. And it, the episode necessarily isn't focused around that character. It's just part of building the story of these people. Right. Um, that, you know, they're kind of hodgepodge together. Yeah. Well, not two of them, but eventually right. there's a hodgepodge. It's just really well done. Cool. And it's it's not like 28 days. Um, sort of, but not really. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, graphically, it looked pretty good. 
and yeah, it, it's really good. I really like it. Yeah, a lot. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Cool. Yeah, there's a couple little holes I picked out. But yeah, nothing. It takes a lot really for you huge. to really get hooked into a show like yeah. that. And well, so it must be pretty good if it hooked you like that. Yeah, hook, line, and sinker, man. Yeah. I'm fucking in it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I, I like all these characters. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing with this is, you know, similar to the dead, you know, uh, you know, you have this outside, you know, force, which is, you know, the zombies and dead, but in this, it's the rain. Right. Or the infected. Right. And, but then it doesn't necessarily, it really gets into the people aspect of it. Right. Of survival. Right. It's just, it's just really good. Like the, the, the outside forces, the MacGuffin, that kind of pushes the story forward, but it's all about the characters. Yes. You know. And getting from point A to point B. And right. What comes in between is like, there's a couple episodes where I was like, what? Yeah. You know, like, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and, and it has a mature rating. I mean, there's nudity, and of course, there's um, death, of course. But right. I mean, like, there's not really, it's not gore like the dead. Right. Um, but it, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, the science behind it. I like it. I like the science. And it's like, and I watch this whole season, and I, and I still don't, I mean, I know what happened, and I know the players involved in what happened but yeah. there's still a sense of mystery at the end of it where you're like yeah what? like what's really going on not really what's going on but how the fuck are they gonna get do yeah. it after this you yeah. know yeah it's just it's really I get that yeah yeah it's, man and like it's like you said it's dubbed but it's not it's so close I mean you can it's not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, if you really pay attention and watch Mouse, um, you can tell somewhat. Yeah. But it's almost like they got Swedes to just speak English. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. And it's so close. That yeah. You can, you can barely tell. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I like apocalyptic type shit anyway. It was kind of one of those things that was kind of like on my radar and it kind of like fell off for some reason like i remember nancy said she watched like the first episode and she didn't care for it and i was like eh, maybe i'll give it a shot you, you should because i was like yeah yeah i i really like it because i watched um the dragon prince okay which is an animated series okay um it's done by a couple of the people who were writers on uh avatar the last bender the last airbender yeah and um, it, it it's one of those things like I decided I mean it looked interesting enough you know it's it's, it's got a medieval feel to it the the whole premise is you know humans and and elves live together um, in a world of magic uh. you know and there were dragons for each of the the elements okay and then um the the humans started delving into the dark magic. Uh-huh. And the elves expelled them from the land. Okay. And so, they're like, on the continent, it's, like, divided by this, like, mountain range. And this mountain range was guarded by a thunder dragon. Okay. And, you know, this was, like, you know, he was unbeatable. And But the humans found a way to beat him. And not only did they beat him, they also destroyed the egg. 
Okay. Which would be the the next Thunder Dragon. Uh. And the elves found that to be a a, a crime against nature. Uh. And so this war has been raging about all of this. And um, what well, turns out, this magician, he didn't destroy the egg. He's been holding on to it. Oh, okay. And you know this this elf assassin and these two princes they find the egg and they decide the way to stop the war is to get the egg back to the mother dragon and have it hatched okay and that's what the the, the base story is and it's, it's really well done huh. it the only my only complaint it's not really a complaint because I like it but I can see where others wouldn't is the way it's animated it has you can tell it's done in a computer they're trying to make it feel hand drawn and so there's some weird cell shading from time to time mm-hmm. but it reminds me of I can't remember but it was like a, a movie based off a of a Philip K Dick book that had uh um I think it had Keanu Reeves in it and Winona Ryder <laughs> but it was all done in like a rotoscope style uh-huh. and the cell shading looked the kind of the same way okay yeah you know, so I, I kind of dug it like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of digging this, you know. So mm. it didn't bother me as much. But I can see where some people would be, like, put off by that look in the mm. animation. Because sometimes it, it does kind of, it's very jarring yeah. when it happens. You're like, oh, that looked bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but really it's the look they were really going for. Nice. So. But um, overall, it's really, really well done. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. And, like... You know, if, so if you first off, if you're somebody who's taking my recommendation, you've watched Voltron, the the, the remake of Voltron on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend that you also watch this as well because it's not the same writing team, but these are also these were all these people were all involved in, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I know Net, Netflix just signed a deal with the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender to do a live action version of that as a series with them. Oh, okay. So Netflix is going kind of going all in with that program uh-huh. to to put it like get that creative team doing stuff for them, which is very interesting because that was that's one of those shows I wish I had caught uh-huh. and watched from the beginning because it's so well revered uh-huh. like among animation among animation fans as a whole, but anime fans in particular like I, I like old school anime. Yeah, I can't get into a lot of the newer stuff now, uh-huh. but it's something I do wish I had, I had kind of caught on with. <laughs> so, I highly recommend uh, the Dragon Prince. It's it's really well done. It's really well written, and hmm. it's a good story. That's cool. Yeah, and it's only they're only half hour episodes, so like, you know, the first season's ten episodes. You can plow through that in half a day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, and it's also kid-friendly. So, if you're looking for something to watch with your kids, there's something. Yeah, mine's too. not really kid-friendly. Yeah, yours isn't very kid-friendly, though. No. <laughs> nah. No. But. Uh, so, yeah. I also had something very interesting happen to me that um, I'm going to talk about at the top of the show instead of dropping it later on. And that is... I was interviewed by a reporter from the city paper for an article about podcasting. Nice. Yeah. So, um, 
I was interviewed by I believe I want to I want to make sure I get her name right. So that me. Where is that? Uh, Amanda Waltz? Okay, she's a reporter for the um, uh, the city paper, Pittsburgh City Paper, and I, I guess I mean they're doing a thing. I'd like to attend it. I don't know if we're going to be able to or not, but it's September thirtieth, which is International Podcast Day, uh-huh. and there's like this pod con going on, like uh, over in Lawrenceville. Okay. Uh, a place called the River's Edge. Okay, um, I believe. I, be- I believe. I'd have to look it up again. But I, mean, I know there's, there's this big there's this big thing going on down there, and um, you know. So this is kind of part. Like she's doing an article in conjunction with that about the Pittsburgh podcast community, and um, you know, she reached out to me and asked if I'd be willing to to talk. Yeah, sure. So I did it on my lunch break at work. Oh, she did it over the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to meet with me in person. Sunday. It's a Sunday. Yeah. I'm off. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that, that's going on, which is which would be interesting to kind of go and, and see. Um, but also just the fact that there's this article that's going to be in the city paper. And, and once I have more information, I'll, I'll, I'll be plastering it everywhere because, you know, I got quoted. You know, yeah. I got interviewed for it, you know. Mm. I'm a lead source, <laughs> but it's 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 kind it's kind of neat. Like, I mean, she knows me from other things as far as like on Twitter and stuff, um, and I retweet a lot of her stuff. Mm. So it, it's nice that she like. I mean, because I mean, there are much bigger podcasters out there. So it's kind of cool that she reached out to us, and you know, it's like one of those kind of cool things that you say. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So once that she asked for your name, too, so you'll you'll be mentioned as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Considering we do it together. Well, I I was just you know I'm the brains of the operation. You he are. just He just shows up on record day and says some funny things and leaves. Pretty much. It. <laughs> that's my goal. Yeah. Do as little as possible <laughs> and just show up. You know. I keep it going. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Which she, um, yeah, I'm off the 30th, so if you're interested in doing that, yeah, yeah do we'll it. definitely look into it. But, um, yeah, so that you got that going on, but that was, uh, but anyway, so it was kind of cool to be inter- interviewed for that. And nice, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing that, and then I'll probably be misquoted and have to hashtag fake news it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. I'm sure it'll be fine, but but yeah, so it's, it's it was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's like my big thing of the week. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I was sick on Monday. All right. Yeah, I had some stomach stomach problems. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Brutal. Devil's den down in there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like. <laughs> At one point, like Nancy came up, came out, like she's. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm calling off work. I mean, I just she's sick too. No, no, uh-huh. but I was like, I'm calling off work, and she like came out in the living room. And she's like, yeah, it's probably a good thing you're calling off work. <laughs> you know, like, whew. it reeked like death out here. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay. So, 
You didn't pass out, did you? No, 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 no nothing that bad. I, it wasn't that bad. It, it was like, like, it was just like, like really, really, really bad gas. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the best way. To, like, it was just like I had like, like horrific. Like, and I'm, I even went down. Like, I bought myself some Tums and some Pepto, and like, it was just like all day was just like, like evil. The, yeah, like for the good of the people who sit sat around me, it was like. Like, I could have probably worked through it, yeah. but for the good of the people who sit around me in a social environment at work, like, I needed to be off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, you know. <laughs> Nastiness. Oh, horrible. Even the cats wanted nothing to do with me. Like, they were even leaving the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, usually, Dritz will ride it out. Like, he'll, like, you know, get on my lap and just, like, you know, yeah, it's okay. You're fine. You know, he, he was just like, there is something wrong with you, son. <laughs> you know, see a doctor. <laughs> Hitting your belly. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <sighs> yeah, I was sick. I was sick one day. I was sick on Monday, too, but mine was weird. Like, I had, like, this... As the day progressed, I started getting this sore throat. Yeah. Like, everything was sore. Yeah. Neck and... And mouth. And yeah. I felt like shit. Ugh. I'm like, oh, fuck. And that's the worst. I didn't stay after work to work. Usually that's what I do. Yeah. I was like, I gotta go home. And I came home and I slept for like six and a half hours. Wow. And then woke up and nothing. Yeah. I mean, I still felt like crap. And then the next day I was, I was fine. Yeah. It was weird. No. But, um, yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, what that was about. Uh-huh. And I had just gotten my. Well, I got my flu shot about a week before that happened. Yeah. And then I had my TB that same week. TB test. Yeah. But I don't. You know that doesn't usually cause anything. No, sure. neither one of them actually. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I, what I'm saying is that I did not get it from a flu shot. Right. I'm, I wasn't assuming that you did. I know. Right. I'm not one of those people. Some people think that you get the flu from a flu shot, and that's just absolutely false. Yeah. I mean, it does throw your antibodies into motion. Right. But you're also not receiving a, a live virus either. Right. That we know of. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh... This is the part of the show where you get to put on your tinfoil hat, folks. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, it was, um, I mean, it's dead. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it drives me crazy. People say, oh, I got the flu from the flu shot. Nah. Because if you had the flu, you wouldn't be talking about it. Right. You'd be home in bed. I don't think, I think people forget what the flu feels like. I do. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think they haven't had it for so long, because I think the shot takes out some of that flu. Right. You know what I mean? It was some of the some of the when as the symptoms get more extreme. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The flu shot kind of nips that. Right. You still get sick, but you don't get. Yeah. I think people forget what the flu is like. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. Even myself. Right. I mean, it was. It's been two years since I've had the flu. 
a real flu. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't get sick. I don't get really sick very often, if ever. Yeah. You know, so, no, like, when I, like, so when I do get sick, like, it's like, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, this, this should be enough to put down a, you know, an elephant. You know, <laughs> normal man would die from whatever I got. Yeah, I had it you two know. years ago, man, where I was like, it hit me, and uh, I literally slept for three days. Yeah. I, I was just, and I, when I would stand up, my fever was so high. Um, I think it was like 105. Yeah. I kept taking it because I was watching it. I actually took a cool bath. Yeah. Because I was actually getting worried about the fever. Right. Because it was getting so high. I mean, right. it was getting very high. Danger level. Right. And uh, I would wake up from sleep and I'd stand up and I would just stand there and stare at nothing. Yeah. For like five minutes. Yeah. It's like my brain couldn't function on what to do next. Right. And I would just zone. You know, it was weird. It was a strange, strange flu. Yeah. Like I, I don't need, I, but I do think there are people. Like when Nancy first started working at, at the nursing home, mm-hmm. you know she was required, like like you are, to, to to get the flu fire, the flu shot. Yeah, and I her immune system was so weak to begin with. Mm. Like her first couple of years there, like she would be get like violently ill, like like two times. <clears throat> A year, mm-hmm. two or three times, like mm-hmm. like, you'd be like, you know, holy fuck, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I would get nothing. Yeah, you know, but yet she was like, and I, I think it was a combination of you know her weakened immune system, along with the fact that you were giving her a flu shot that was wreaking, you know, wreaking havoc with with her system, and then putting her in an environment with already sick people yeah that like like now she hardly ever gets sick because her immune system's become so strong yeah but when she started there it was like like just awfulness <laughs> like it really was like i felt sorry for her because like i'm like 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 going to work and, and she's like laid up in bed just covered in her own like you know mucus and what you're just like oh this is <laughs> this is exorcist like you know I'm want no part of this yeah. contagion yeah <laughs> you're covered in pea soup <laughs> you know so you need to go to Man Express <laughs> yeah you might you might need some uh some I'm gonna call your mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know. you're bleeding from your ears <laughs> yeah Man Express <laughs> that's it that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I hate going to Med Express. It's like. I don't. I don't. I, I, as soon as I go in the doors, I, I feel like there should be some kind of Catholic urn burning and yeah, chants. Because it's just filled with disease. Yeah. Especially in, like, middle of winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. It's the last place I want to go to. Yeah. For anything. And, like, everything forces you to go there now. Yeah, and then, like, so, a lot of times the wait is so long, you have to sit down. Yeah. 
You know, and that freaks me out even more. Yeah. I'm like, there's tissues at no, good. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere there's any of those tissues. Yeah. I'm not using the bathroom. But yeah, I mean it's like crazy like I will just, not touch the doorknobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like your insurance like forces you to go to these places now. Yeah. And it's like I don't know how comfortable I am going to get treated at a place in a you know, a strip mall. Yeah. Well, there's some good PAs that work there. I know that. Yeah, and doctors. I'm sure, I'm, and I'm sure there are, but it's just like, yeah. it, to me, it's just I'm not not that I'm one to like, you know. I haven't seen a doc like the last Med Express I went to was when I got this job at you know, and I had to go get a pee test. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, it's not like I'm going to the doctor or anything, but I mean, like, it's just a, like the weird sensation of like, you know, well, okay, after we're done here, I'm just gonna go over the Panera bread. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know I, mean? I know. You know, I think it's on too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just—I don't know how those people that work at Med Express stay healthy. I don't. Oh, I'm—I'm I'm sure they've got immune systems like strong men. Like you know, <laughs> they're just. Yeah, they're I mean, I know I have a built-up immune system too, but yeah. I mean, some of the shit that goes in there. I mean, it's yeah. worse than Presby. Uh, well, I'm not. Yeah. On a being sick level. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway. Enough about that. Indeed. Let's jump the old show proper. Okay. The first we got to cover, we, we're going to cover this quickly, I'm sure. Um, it's a follow-up to a story from earlier in the summer. Okay. Um. Porn star Stormy Daniels has, is releasing a book. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, you saw this, I'm sure. Um, but for those in, those others out there who want to poke fun at us, um, you know, porn star Stormy Daniels is releasing a, a book um, a, basically detailing the uh, her relationship with, with our current president from about 12 years ago or so. Yeah. Um, but on the night in question, as we covered earlier in the summer, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. friend of the president, which is um, mind-altering, apparently after Mr. Trump um, had engaged in coitus with, uh, with Stormy, he he escorted her back down to the the lobby where he hooked up with Ben, and told Ben to make sure she got to her room okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently Ben escorted her back to her room. Um, let's see here, Roethlisberger. Okay, here. She wrote about the meeting about meeting Roethlisberger with Trump at the, her hotel the night. Of the alleged, after she alleged she and Trump had sex, Trump, who Daniels described as chatting with Roethlisberger in a VIP section of the hotel, asked Roethlisberger to walk Daniels to her room where she alleged an encounter that terrified her. She says he asked her for a goodnight kiss. She refused. She says he pushed lightly on her door as they stood outside her hotel room. I was terrified. I'm rarely terrified, Daniels wrote, 
saying Roethlisberger responded, saying, Come on. She closed the door and writes that Roethlisberger stood outside, not leaving while knocking at her door for several minutes, but eventually left. Creeper. Of course, Roethlisberger this week refused to comment on the alleged incident. Amongst all the other drama the Steelers have, of course, this had to come up. Oh, yeah. Of course. course. So, I, I, you know, we all know he was a dick back in the day. He may still be a dick now, but we all know he was back then. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a bit rapey. (laughs) Nah. Allegedly. I don't know. I don't think I can even touch this. Okay. All I'm saying is, somehow, this doesn't surprise me at all. I think the whole situation's weird. I think the escort's weird. I think a VIP room at a fucking hotel is weird. Well, don't forget, the, the whole thing was, this was at a golf tournament. <laughs> yeah. This was, at a, this was at a golf tournament in Tahoe, which the next year, Roethlisberger was accused of raping somebody at that tournament again, and he he settled with her out of court. Wow. So, I mean, there, there's two allegations of, of sexual misconduct against Ben Roethlisberger. One was dismissed, but the judge even said, you know, look, it's apparent that something went down here, and, you know... That's the incident everybody likes to refer to, but there was one, you know, in like 2008, yeah, where or 2000, I can't remember, where you know he he was accused of raping somebody at at the tournament, like somebody accused him of sexual misconduct, and he settled with her out of court. So, was it sexual misconduct or rape? Well, I, that, I'd have to look it up. Like that, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, like. Either way, it's... Grabbing ass is... Well, it's different now. Yeah. I mean, in a court okay. of law. Grabbing right. ass is a lot different than rape. I think it was rape. Oh, okay. I think he was accused of rape. Okay. I'm using the term sexual misconduct as a coverall. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, either way, like, he settled with this person out, out of court. Yeah. To, to avoid it going to trial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now we have, you know... A year earlier, his second season in the NFL after winning the Super Bowl, you know, Stormy Daniels is saying he went full creeper on her. Yeah, yeah, I get know. what you're saying. I get it. I, I, you have to report it because we talked about it earlier in the summer and we kind of joked about it, but now this is like, you know, we joked about what a dirtbag he is. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So, so that's that. So going from bad news to worse news. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is also the same week I found out what the president's dick looked like and Batman's dick looked like. Okay. Did you see that? No. Yeah. This week, DC Comics is launching a, like a, a new line. I can't remember what the hell it's called, but it's like in a like for more mature. Readers, so they just show superheroes' penises. Well, I mean, so there's this scene where Batman, he thinks he's been attacked, like attacked biologically. 
and he's taking the bat suit off, and he's got the bat computer scanning him. And there's a, a scene. I mean, it's it's of the crotch, and you you see the old bat dong in shadow. Why? Because it's shock. This is why. This is honest to God why. Because DC. They're so desperate. Because D, DC Comics came out. This is, so this is what they did. So they, they they put the bat dick out there, okay, and then. Like they're like, oh well, boy, we, we we shouldn't have done that. So any future copies of this, including digital copies, we're 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 taking that out. But here's but for three days you got nothing but free press and everybody talking about bat dong. Okay. You know what I mean? And you get the shock value of <gasps> wow, that's I can't believe they've they've, they've you know taken off the cow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so to speak. And you're yeah, like, yeah. I mean, they did it strictly for shock value. They did, they did it strictly to get free press. It worked, and now we're all moving on. But yeah. I mean, you know, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 there's just been way too much dick talk in the news this week. For yeah. my, for, you know, for my normal liking. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But on the sadder news. Like if, as if this, this wasn't all of this wasn't bad enough. Bob Iger, who is the head of um, Disney, um, did an interview this week with a Hollywood Reporter, huh. where he was asked a litany of questions about a bunch of different things. But of course, one of the big ones was Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Um, and what he, he basically said, um, speaking to the Hollywood Reporter, here's what Bob Iger had to say about the fallout after the release of Solo, a Star Wars story. I made the timing decision, and as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much too fast. You can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. J.J. Abrams is busy making Episode Nine. And we have creative entities, including Game of Thrones directors David Beninoff and D.B. Weiss, who are developing sagas of their own, which we haven't been specific about. And we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes after J.J.'s. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing, and the buck stops here on that. Now... Of course, there are a number of different things that come out of this that people are flipping out about. Mm-hmm. Number one is what, what is this, I mean, are you what are you talking about as far as <clears throat> timing? Like, are you talking about one movie a year? Yeah. Or are you talking one movie every couple of years? How how, how far is this scale back? Yeah. Um, but two. And this is what a lot of a lot of the, the haters the the, the of the, the what's going on have pointed out is he he specifically mentions the the um, Beninoff Weiss movies. Uh-huh. He makes no mention of Rain John of Ryan Johnson. Okay. Um, you know, which makes people think that they're so upset because of the backlash from the Last Jedi. Right. That maybe they're canceling their contract with him to make his trilogy. 
Okay. That's what people were saying. Now, no, now, nobody said anything about anything. It's just from this quote, people were like, well, wow, he didn't mention Ryan Johnson. Boy, that makes me think they're not going to be doing anything with him going forward because his movie sucks so bad. Yeah. So, I, I, I've always said, I, I think the problem with, like, if you look at Solo, the problem is it came out six months after Last Jedi. Yeah. And I, I think you still had some blowback from Last Jedi. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think there were Star Wars fans who didn't go because they, they, they don't want to support, you know, they, they were like, you know, after Last Jedi, I'm done. I think if you had given them a full <laughs> year. Yeah. And it calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, here's the I mean, because <laughs> here's the thing, like, and it's going to be like one of those deals where it's going to be like, Disney's going to have to rethink it again because in a year and a half, you have episode nine coming out. Now, you know that's going to blow up because you haven't had Star Wars for a year and a half. Yeah. People are going to go ballistic to see this. Right. You know? And then they'll be like, oh, you know, the, the bank's open again, boys. You know, yeah. they start writing checks. Come get your money. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they have to find a way to find a balance. In the force. Yeah, in the force. Well, what do you what do you think when you hear the, what, what he's talking about? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think timing was definitely an issue. Scaling back, I, I could see it to a point because they're talking. They were talking some wild shit for a while. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I mean, like all these. Yeah, we're gonna do a Yoda movie. We're gonna do origins. a Boba Fett movie. All or- these origins, and the only movie that everybody wants to see is a Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally. I mean, that's yeah. all that anybody wants to see. Yeah. Nobody's gonna go see a Chewbacca movie. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right. They want to see an Obi-Wan movie. Right. All the fans do. I mean, that's what we want. Right. <clears throat> so just make it. But with the other ones, it's it's kind of, it felt like, it kind of felt DC-ish. How they were kind of talking about all this, all this buzz on whatever they were going to make. Right. And, uh. I felt that it was going to get oversaturated. Right. And I think that, I think Solo fell on that oversaturated bit. Just because I think of this, the quick release on it. That makes sense? It does, yeah. I mean, it absolutely does. It's it's one of those weird things because, like, I, I question that. I mean, I enjoyed Solo. But. Yeah. But I, like, I question it because we can get, we can, Marvel can release three movies a year. Yeah. And all of them make money. Uh-huh. Why couldn't, like, the, the, the biggest problem with Solo is that the fact that it was coming off the heels of The Last Jedi. Right. Like, I honestly believe if you had released that movie in December, you wouldn't have had the problem. Yeah. I like, there's a part of me that's like, if you can release three Marvel movies a year, nobody gets tired of them. Yeah. Why can't you do three different Star Wars movies? All set in the same universe. Right. Different characters. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, like, why couldn't you do that? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I mean, I get that. But, I mean, like, it, that, that's the way I feel at times, though. It's like, I wouldn't get tired of it. Yeah, but maybe that's not how it works with that universe. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it works in the Marvel universe, but maybe it doesn't work in Star Wars universe. 
or they haven't figured out a way to make it work. Right. I mean, Marvel's definitely found a way to make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I agree with you. Like, I, 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 I mean, agree. It, look, it always seems like their plan is we're going to release, release a couple movies before <laughs> the big one. You know yeah. what I mean? But what was released between Avengers and the last Avengers? So Th- bet- Thor? Between... Between Age of Ultron and yeah. Infinity War? Yeah. What, you'd be looking at? Uh, Thor, for sure. Ragnarok. Right. But, I mean, like, okay, so let me let me do this. Give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel. Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Guardians 2. So you had Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Strange. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm. Thor Ragnarok. Black Panther. Ant, and the first Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. So, so after Age of Ultron was immediately was Ant, was the first Ant Man movie, and then Cap, mm-hmm. Strange, Guardians two, Spider Man Homecoming, Ragnarok, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So you're talking two, three, four, five, six movies mm-hmm. between that all tied. In a way, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Even if it's the smallest bit connected. You know what right. I mean? yeah. Like, they all tied in somehow. But, like, you look at it, okay, so... And within the sub-movies of the big three, so, and this is even the re- they tied in with each right. other. And this is the <laughs> this is the release schedule. So, Ant-Man comes... Like, Avengers Age of Ultron comes out May 1st, 2015. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man was July 17th, 2015. Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier was May 6th, 2016. Mm-hmm. And then Doctor Strange was November 4th of 2016. Um, Spider-Man was... Or Gu- Guardians was May 5th of 2017. Spider-Man was July 7th of 2017. And Thor was November 3rd of 2017. Black Panther was February of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, they, it works for them. Yeah. They have a chemistry there that absolutely works. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, their formula is to release two or three movies a year. Mm-hmm. Like, and in all honesty... Like looking things over here, it's been basically up until 2017. It's been two movies a year. Yeah. Because if you if you look at, at like after the first first Avengers, mm-hmm. the um, Iron Man three was May of twenty May third twenty twenty thirteen. 
Thor The Dark World, November 2013. Winter Soldier was April 2014. Guardians was August of 2014. Right. And then Avengers Age of Ultron was May 1st of 2015. And Ant-Man was July of 2015. So you're talking about like a two movie. Like they, they've just increased the three movies a year. Right. This this year. We're in 2017. Right. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, but I just, I find it interesting that like. I mean, are, are you settling in on saying, okay, we need, we need to just make Star Wars movies December movies. Yeah. And release one a year. Okay. Or are you saying? Because right now they, they've basically cleared the slate. They don't have anything scheduled for twenty twenty. No. No. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So are we, are we going to go all of twenty twenty without a Star Wars movie before we get our first one in twenty twenty one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Which really makes it, like, to me... Kind of surprising, because like, it's almost like, like Disney's admitting they completely mishandled this property. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And I don't think they have. I think the only mistake they've made was releasing Solo when they did. Right. Like, I, I think it could be a two movie a year, like a, a, a May and a, a December release. Yeah. But, I, I and it's tough to judge because I mean, there was so much backlash from The Last Jedi. That's the other half of the, the problem. So, like, again, like, is this a retreat and a victory for the trolls? Yeah. Where Disney's kind of saying, okay, man, we, we, we. We need to write the shit. Yeah, you know clearly we we screwed up with seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, you know, and we need to fix this, which sucks because like I like the direction things have been going. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I'm sure we will, but it, it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like you hear it and you're just kind of going. What? Yeah. You know. Uh, so. Very, very weird. Yeah. The other thing. That caught, this caught my eye a couple weeks ago, but I kind of passed it over. But I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is one of these things that we've talked about on this show quite a bit. And that's digital content. Okay. Okay. Now, apparently, somebody was going through their their movies they've bought mm-hmm. on from Apple. Okay, you know through um, iTunes, uh-huh. and they noticed they were missing a couple of movies like uh-huh. in their collection. Okay, so they reach out to Apple, and let me let me pull up the article here. Um, 
A Twitter user recently received a rude awakening when they learned that Apple had gone ahead and removed and deleted three iTunes movie purchases. To add insult to injury, Apple confirmed that there was no way to reverse this. <laughs> um, so this guy puts in his conversation. Um, hey, Apple, three movies I bought disappeared from my library. Apple replied, oh, yes, those are not available anymore. Thank you for buying them. Um have two movie rentals on us. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> These were purchases, correct? Yes. Not rentals. Pur- purchases, yes. Oh, okay. So, apparently, like, iTunes has a contract with movie distributors. Just right. like anything else. Like, right. like, just like Netflix, it's like HBO... Showtime, you know all these all these providers. Right. Well, when that if that contract runs out and they don't renew it, anything that you've purchased from that distributor is no longer available, even though you bought it. Wow. Dude, that stinks. Yeah. Which is why, like, like I again question owning digital content like this. Right. You know, like I'm. Either, like, they need to fix this so that this doesn't happen. Right. Because once I've purchased something, whether you have a contract with that company or not, is irrelevant. I bought it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they should be going after, you know, Warner Brothers or right. Disney or... Right, but but I, I but it, it wasn't Disney or Warner Brothers or whoever the, the distributor company was that took it away from them. Apple did, in my opinion. Like, I bought this from you. Like, if I go to Target mm-hmm. and I buy a physical D, like Blu-ray, <laughs> and a year later you come, like an employee from Target comes to my home and takes that out of my collection, and says, oh yeah, we no longer have a contract with them. We're like, that's not how that works. Right. I, you know, that's. That's my property. I owned it. I purchased it. Yeah. You know, I didn't rent it. Right, right. So, I, so, I mean, like, if I buy if I buy an album on iTunes, if I buy the Beatles' greatest hits, and, like, your contract with the Beatles runs out, do I no longer own that album? Are you just going to take that away from me? Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently so. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah. Because, I mean, rights change hands all the time to songs and to music. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, so, like, it, it's part of the reasons why I've been so leery, like, of digital content. Because, like, if I buy that, like, like if I buy something on iTunes, and then two years down the road, I, I switch over and I, I'm, I'm now going to use an Android phone. Right. That doesn't transfer to my Android phone. Right. I have to keep opening an iTunes account. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't make it like, you know. Yeah, that's, there's all kinds of wrong about that. Yeah. So they, you're going to have to correct that ship because, I mean, once you purchase something, that's yours. You own it. Right. You don't have any rights to it really anymore other than your, it's coming off your network, but it's still. You, now, you own it. Now, the only thing I don't know, and I know you can do it with music, but it's a ma- massive pain in the ass to do, uh. 
is can you download a movie like onto your computer? You mean and, like Dropbox and stuff like that? Well, like like yeah, like Dropbox or or just like you know, I'm just gonna download it onto a uh, I, like I don't even trust Dropbox. Like oh, honestly, like that I can go belly up any minute and I lose all my shit. Mm. But like like can I just download it onto like a a, a finger drive? Yeah. It's mine. I should be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know I can do it with music, but like it's like such a massive pain in the ass to move something from iTunes to like your to like just being on your computer. Sure. You know that it's not worth the effort. Right, right. I don't know. Yeah. So like, you know, as a guy who was already leery of digital content to begin with. This makes it even more leery and reinforces my determination to own a physical copy. Right. I agree with you. You think if it would have happened to music, they would have done it by now. I, I, I think they have an easier time keeping music rights, though. Yeah. I honestly do. Like I, I think that's just something because from a, from a music standpoint, like you, mu- the, bu- the music industry knows they need Apple. They, they know they need Google Play. Right. Like, they need Spotify. Like, so they're not going to be willing to... Because that's the moneymaker at this point. Right. You know? So they're going to let Apple or, or, or Google bend them over yeah. for whatever they need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know, that's the goose that's laying the golden egg right now for the music industry. Yeah. Whereas with, with the film industry... You know, it's, it, it isn't in my, like, there are 101 ways you can watch a movie. Yeah. You know, so, like, no, we no longer, we don't need iTunes to to distribute our movie. We're going to, there, there are a million other ways to do it. Hence, Blockbuster. I mean, uh, Best Buy. Yeah. Remember how they downgraded and got yeah. rid of a lot of their shit? Oh, Yeah. Because right. everything's so digital. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, I... Yeah, I mean that's the, that's exactly. I mean it's the same thing like with games, like video. Like I'm always fascinated by people who who just download. Like you know, I'll purchase it online and download it onto my system. Well, one is taking up space on on your drive. Mm-hmm. You know, and two, what do you do with it? Yeah. You know what I mean, like. If I had, at least if I go in and I purchase a game, like if if I erase the game off of my hard drive, uh-huh. I still have the game. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like if I'm running out of space on my hard drive and I gotta delete something, it's like, well, fuck, this is all games I own. What am I gonna delete? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's you're deleting something you own. Why would you do that? Right. I don't know. I, mean, I understand the I understand the concern, but I don't think it's right that they can just say, "Well, here's a here's a fucking rental coupon." Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. I want the fucking my movie back. You know. Right. I get that. And I mean, like, I'm I'm sure a lot of these movies, like that, that they would be losing, mm-hmm. are probably on the independent level. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying that, like, is like, a anything other than the fact that, like, you know, like, those companies do get bought up. They, the, those rights probably change a whole lot faster. Like, Warner Brothers and, 
Universal and Disney. Like for the most part, I'm, I'm sure that they just have their their contracts with them, and you know everybody's happy, and and that's that. Right. Whereas, like, if you're a small independent company, you know you're trying to make your buck. I'm sure Apple's not giving them the same sweetheart deal they're giving Warner Brothers. Right. And so now I can just say, well, okay, well, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Yeah. Because Hulu's offering me a better deal. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get it. Weird. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, I, the consumer who, who purchased your independent documentary, you know, about how boxes are made. You know, in Indonesia, China. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out my $13 I spent for your movie. Yeah. You know. And that's not right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Huh. And I bought it digitally because I didn't want to support the box industry in Indonesia, <laughs> China. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was being woke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, very, very unusual indeed. Yeah. Let's see here. One, one, one more quickie here. Oh, this is disgusting. This, this is, this is horrible. Okay. Okay. This is going to be your what the fuck is wrong with the world moment. Um, in Gilbert, Arizona, okay. uh, a man was arrested for pretending to have Down syndrome and hiring caregivers to bathe him and change his diapers. Jesus Christ. Police say they arrested 31-year-old year old Paul Anthony Marcina on September 6th at his home near Val Vista Drive and Williams Ford Road. Let's, let's Let's get the full address, why don't we? Yeah. You know. Um, Mencina reportedly opposed as Amy and hired a caregiver to bathe and change the diapers of her son with Down syndrome. <laughs> the first victim later reported to police that she assisted Mencina with diaper changes and baths on 30 occasions over the summer. A second and third victim took over caregiving duty starting in July. Police say the three victims all know each other and all said Messina would become sexually aroused as he was being bathed. <laughs> wow. Um, he needed shower and grooming. He couldn't use the bathroom himself. He couldn't really be alone by himself. He acted like a child. His whole demeanor was childlike. He would act in tantrums, talk like a child, act like a child, one caregiver said. Why would you do that? Why would you make us change you knowing you didn't have to? Why didn't you give us a choice? At one point, the first victim became suspicious and followed Mencina to his actual home after he was dropped off by another caregiver. <laughs> she knocked on the door and met Mencina's parents. Oh, boy. There's... There's a real problem. Yeah. When you're 31 and you're still living with your parents. Yeah. Um, then discovered he does not have Down syndrome or need diapers. <laughs> um, 
Mencina told another caregiver he had a traumatic brain injury. He didn't ask. He did ask me a few times to come over and help him shower, but I was incredibly uncomfortable with that. I feel disgusted and very uncomfortable. As a CNA, I am so drawn towards people who need help, vulnerable adults who can't get even make it to the bathroom themselves, said the caregiver. Um, all three victims confronted Mencina, who admitted to lying to them. Um, Mencina, who listed his employment as a school crossing guard. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man. Has been charged with fraudulent schemes and sexual abuse. <laughs> fraudulent schemes? <laughs> Even though that was a crime. It is now. The school district. Oh man, the school district is pulled into this now. Yeah. The school district said Mencina um, resigned August 30, 31st and was employed in various part time jobs for about two years in support staff positions. District officials said they conducted fingerprint, clearance, and reference checks during Mencina's hiring process, but nothing came up. Like. Is this a level of evil? That, sure. That, like, this is like Hitler taking a coke at, like, the, the pineapple in the ass level of evil. Yeah, it's pretty evil. I mean, this is horrible. Yeah. What some people do, dude. I, I'm, like, you read this and you're like, this is so fucking wrong. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Can you imagine that dude in the bathtub? Oh, no. Scheming? Yeah. Like, at home, over the winter with a glass, like, sitting in the bathtub with a glass of wine, like, I know what I'm going to do this summer. You know what I'm going to do? Next time she comes over, I'm going to shit in the tub. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, shit in the tub. That'll nail it. Try tub. That's another, that's another bath. Yeah, that's another path. <laughs> I did, my response will just be, I made an oopsie. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to throw up in her ear. <laughs> just for the hell of it. Because I can. Oh, it's bad stuff. <clears throat> oh, this is deplorable. That's the only word for it is deplorable. Yeah, I wonder where his hands went. Yeah. I mean, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, no, they, they never accused him of like being handsy, like in the article. Like, there's no like, accusation like he groped them or anything. Yeah. Just sitting there like baby Huey. <laughs> yeah, like baby Huey in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> Needing the diaper change. Jesus. He <laughs> got a sack full back there. Ugh. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't have ate all that chili. Yeah, dirty. Dirty. Oh. No. I just pictured it like like this old school cartoon like with the flies flying around it and stuff. Oh. oh. What a mess this guy is. Oh. I I uh. It, it makes you wonder about fucking people. Yeah. 
It, it certainly makes you wonder. It's odd. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to thank Lisa for pointing this one out to us. Okay. Um, a man's accused of rubbing his bear behind on produce at a grocery store before placing the food back on display. What the fuck? Police say Michael Dwayne Johnson, 27, <laughs> pulled down his pants and began rubbing produce onto his buttocks at a giant grocery in suburban Washington, D.C. He then put the food items back, forcing store employees to destroy several pallets of produce, police said. It's unclear what kind of produce was used, but a police spokeswoman said the, the police report listed the ruined product as fruit. Johnson was charged with destruction of property and indecent exposure. Like, <laughs> nobody thought to interview Mr. Uh, Mr. Johnson to find out uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Ugh. Can you imagine? No. Going to that cantaloupe? Oh. That's bad. So is that. <laughs> this cantaloupe is bad. <laughs> oh, this cantaloupe smells like shit. Yeah. I just got a face full of ass. <laughs> People are eating it. Yeah, I'm sure. At I'm... least you cut off the skin on the cantaloupe. What yeah. about them apples? Oh, Oh, that, that, I'm, I mean, I'll tell you right now, folks. Wash your produce thoroughly. Yeah. Wash it thoroughly. Kids get an apple today. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This tastes funny, Mommy. <laughs> I tasted this last night. <laughs> There's a hair on my orange. Yeah. <laughs> this tastes like a tossed salad. This banana's mushy. I've been telling your father that for years. Uh, This produce section smells rotten. (laughs) Yuck. Indeed. I can't even... Yuck. One last one. I didn't have any pre-dipped fruit. Yeah. One last one. And this is... This is like... Yeah, from what we've been talking about, this this is the the least offensive, but this guy's a total dick. Yeah. Um, a dine and dash dater is facing years in prison for allegedly forcing a string of first dates to pay for their expensive meals by sneaking out of upscale restaurants after he finished eating. Nice. Paul Guadalupe Gonzalez from Los Angeles faces 10 counts of extortion, fraud, and petty theft against at least 10 women over the past two years. The 45-year-old will repeatedly chat to women online, offer to take them to restaurants across the city, before vanishing without a word after consuming large amounts of food and alcohol. Appearing in court in Pasadena for his preliminary hearing, Mr. Gonzalez listened as women testified about their experiences dating the alleged tip uh, tab skipper. Martha Barba, 
said she was due to meet Mr. Gonzalez at a Chipotle outlet in July 2016 before he convinced her into a meal close by at an upscale eatery called Houston's. I didn't want to go. He didn't look like like his pictures. I wasn't attracted to him. Who none, This woman who nonetheless agreed to, to go to be nice, according to the Daily New York Daily News. He kept saying, I got you. Order whatever you want. It's on me. Don't worry about it. He ordered steak, wine, salad, whatever you could order. At one point, Mr. Gonzalez stood up to take a call and suggested she order dessert while he stepped away to talk. She added he allegedly never came back, forcing Mrs. Barba to pay a bill of $120. (laughs) Wow. I felt humiliated and didn't want to say anything. Um... The single mother told the court she had to to use her rent money to cover the cost. Another woman told, another woman, Yolanda Laura, told the newspaper she accepted an invite for Mr. Gonzalez to a sushi restaurant in West Hollywood last year. Mm. I remember he was talking really fast and eating really fast, then said his youngest son was calling him. Um, She claims Mr. Gonzalez ordered two two glasses of wine within 15 minutes of each other. Um, after getting up, she alleged he never returned. What kind of monster does this? I was so embarrassed. A hungry monster. Yeah. I'm not an insecure woman, but it made me feel very insecure. I'm just glad he got caught. I don't want any other woman to have to go through this. So, <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, dude. Like, Wow. Man, you are gassy. I am, man. Holy fuck. Yeah. Do you eat a bunch of onions or something? No. No, I don't know. What's up? Yeah, that dude's a dick. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, first off, like, the first one, we're like, you know, we were going to go to Chipotle. Like, like okay. Well, I will, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't take a first date to Chipotle. You know why? Like if, like, I don't want to say like if. Okay, I guess if I was younger, yeah. Like if I was in like my early twenties, like you know, because like, I, I think a Chipotle like is fast food, right? You know, like I, again, I've been out of the dating game so long. It's like I think of like a good date place is like Chili's. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know. Let's go to Dave and Buster's. Right. You know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know what a good first date place is anymore, but I mean, I certainly wouldn't think of it as Chipotle. I'd be like, you know, we're, we're going to go to, uh, you know, that, that Panda place. Panda Express. Really? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh. that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, like, Chipotle is like Panda Express. It's like, you know. Yeah, let's go to Chipotle and then, like, get burritos. And then go to a movie so I can brew on this fart for two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me get the fresh onion, beans, and corn in my system. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Eat some terrible popcorn. <laughs> I'll swash that down in the witch's brew with some soda or an icy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's get intimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then let's go to the grocery store because I've got a, a bare butt i got to rub on some fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. i got an icy butt coming right at you. Well. But yeah. instead, no, this guy's like, no, we're going high class. And oh, by the way, you're paying. <laughs> yeah, you're paying. Oh. I love high class places. <laughs> I can't think of the last. I'm trying to think like the last high highfalutin type. I, I mean, it was probably Frank and Lindsay's wedding, mm. which was at a golf course. That's probably the last like highfalutin place I went. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like went me, to Lamont. Yeah. Like, me and Nancy keep it simple for the most part. Nancy's actually been to more fancy places than I have and since we've been dating, because she'll go with, like, her sister or something. Yeah, I mean, we really don't go anywhere that crazy. Yeah. Never really have. I mean, we went... At least I used to get a Bravo. That's about as fancy as we got. Yeah, I, I guess like like, like that, that that Italian restaurant we went to in Uniontown. I guess they were kind of fancy. Yeah, I mean, they, like they weren't throwing me out for wearing jeans. Yeah, but like I could tell, you could just tell it's it's like a slightly higher crust than like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm normally going to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's not really any... I mean, there are places here, but, I mean, it's not like we're living in L.A. Yeah. And I think food's changed. I just don't think that, you know... I honestly do. I think food I think food has changed in Pittsburgh so much that, like, upper-crust places like that are, have become not irrelevant, but becoming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was a thing back 20 years ago. Yeah. To go to, you know, Mount Washington and go to one of the restaurants in Mount Washington. Right. And it was like good eats and expensive and yeah, wine and dine. And now people would rather eat out of a food truck. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, and, and, and get gourmet food out of a food truck, too. Correct. And, yeah. and they're paying a little bit more. Right. But they're not paying... Lamont's yeah. prices. Right. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Thanks, Hawthorne. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That cat just took a diver. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most ungraceful cat I've ever seen in my life. That is funny. <laughs> she tried to balance herself on the edge of that chair, and she's so fat she just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> she's not winning any agility contests. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, but that's the thing to do. I mean, that's the place to take a date, get on the food trucks, get some food, go bowling or whatever. I mean, it's different now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe Qdoba's not out of the question. I mean, considering. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's very strange to me because I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I've been out of the dating pool for so long anyway, it's, it's, it's. The whole thing is unusual. Like I, you know, I, I guess like you think about it, like you know, even like the the like to me like the the culture has changed where like that like those 
higher end places are over in Lawrenceville now. Yeah. Not Mount Washington, not Station Square. Yeah. You know, but even like those places. Yeah. Aren't like, you know. Like you, you don't go there for a good steak, is my point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Anyway. So, this guy's a dick. Yeah, but then you have, you know, you go want to get a good steak and go to Road, um, Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. You don't have to go, like, what I'm saying is you don't have to go. Like, the days of Teddy's and Chesterfield's are over. I think. Right now. Yeah. I mean, there's still some high-end res- restaurants here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, higher-end. Right. But it's more of that... I, I feel food has gone a different direction. But I still feel like there's always... Like, L.A. and stuff like that. I mean, I, I think in different other cities have, like, these, you know, higher-end places. But Pittsburgh... I, I, but do you, do you feel like in Pittsburgh it's been scaled down because it's Pittsburgh? Like... Because I feel like the the high the high end restaurant is still a thing. Yeah. In other places, whereas here it's like I don't want to say it's a dying breed, but there are less and less of them. Yeah. And because, but like, but Pittsburgh's like it's being considered like this food town now. Yeah. And it's be but the food, like the restaurants are catering to a. A lower end because it's it's Pittsburgh and traditionally we're not that. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I honestly, I yeah. I, I just feel that I don't. I it's hard to describe. I just feel that like the places that are so high end. I don't think people have the money for that kind of high end anymore. Right. Even for a splurge. Do you know? Like the Oyster House was like a thing in Pittsburgh. Mm. You know, that was like a high end place that like you went to on a special occasion. Yeah. You know, and then less and less places like that. Like of all these restaurants that are opening up in Pittsburgh, none of them make me feel like I have to have on a... I have to dress up for it. Right. You know what I mean? If I was going to the Oyster House, if I was going to one of the places up on Mount Washington, I'd feel like I have to dress up for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I was, you know, I'm looking. You know, but I, just, I guess there are a number of you know yeah you know like I'm just looking at the list I just pulled five star restaurants in Pittsburgh right right um the Le- Lamont <laughs> yeah the Lamont's always Altius it's on Grandview Avenue yeah Capitol Grill I forgot about that place yeah um the Monterey Bay Fish Grotto. Yeah. Which I won't step in. Yeah. Butcher in the Rye. Now, I've heard this place is amazing. Yeah. I mean, Nancy's eating there, I think. Yeah. But it's still only like three out of the five. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Capital Girl is four. Is, is a four. Right. 
With the Lamont. I mean, it's up there. Right. Butcher Eye is a three. Grand Concourse is a three. Yeah. Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse, that's a four. You know, in the dollar sign area. Yeah. Gaucho, uh, Argentina place. That's yeah. that's actually a two. Right. But it's, um, what am I trying to say? It's well known. Yeah. Twisted Frenchman's a three. Hoffer House is a two. I wouldn't consider that five star. No. Eleven. That's a three. You know, so I mean, like meat and potatoes. Yeah. That's a three. That's on the higher end. Istanbul. That's two. So I mean. Morcella. Yeah. I know I'm reading these names, but, you know, I'm only seeing... What I'm seeing is a lot of threes and twos. Right, as far as... Price. Price. Spoon yeah. is a three. I didn't even know Tambellini's was still... There was a still Tambellini's. Yeah. Kai is a two. That's well known. Yeah. So... Places like this. Proper brick oven and tap room. You know, yeah. Nikki's Thai Kitchen, and then there's of course the Ruth Chris Union. Yeah, Union Grills a two. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of threes and twos versus a lot of like, you know, fifteen restaurants, sixteen, twenty restaurants that are all four and fives. Right. On the dollar side amount, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that. I just think that they're bringing the prices down as per the economy. But they're also, it's, it's shying away from, not, not, not just in price, but like the, the dress, I guess. Like, again, like if I'm going to the Lamont, I feel like I should be wearing a tie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that just, See, when I went there, I didn't get that vibe. Right, I get that, but like it's just, it's like that's just how I feel. Like I, I should be wearing something nice. The inside should be something nice like that, right? Yeah. But the people that I saw were just way business casual. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't show up there in sweatpants and a t-shirt either. No. Right, but I mean, that's what I mean, like I, I've, I, but like at the same time, like I've gone to um, Luches, which I mean, and that's good food. Yeah. And it's 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 at a decent price. It's a little bit more expensive, but I've gone there in sweatpants and a t-shirt. Yeah, didn't feel out of place. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen others in the same dress. You know. Yeah, yeah. But you know that, that's that's my point though is like I, I don't know, I just I associate that high dollar amount with a level of fanciness that I don't have. I get you. You know what I mean? So. I think most places are business casual anymore. I don't think anything's black tie anymore. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. But it's just it's like it's just one of those things where like when you and again like you're you're right where like a lot of these places that are opening up especially like in Lawrenceville, they are catering to a younger crowd cuz it is Lawrenceville. Yeah. You know. So they're not going to push. They're going to go for a lower cost but give it a gourmet feel. And you can walk in there, you know, after doing a shift at Google. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I think that's where they're getting at. Yeah. So is it? But it, so it's a change in culture in that aspect. Yeah, it is, and a shit ton more street food. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. So there you go. Let's go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, we start with our good friend, Super Fan Thad. Thad said, Who are my two favorite hosts who are too good to join Tim and I at the Renaissance Fair? Well, I was watching the Steeler game. You were at the Steeler game. Yeah. Yeah, so. Had really good reason not to go. Yeah. Tim was right. You can barely get Sean out of McKeesport. Asking him to go 30 minutes outside of McKeesport is like at new. No, I'm not going there. Otter, Beaver, and Beaver Pup, Platypus, and I had a great time at the Renaissance Festival. The wine tasting was great. They had a wine with a hot chili pepper inside. We even saw someone dressed as a furry reindeer. I'm, I'm glad you didn't go now. You know, that would have freaked you right the fuck out. Yeah. I love how Short was looking for his Red Bull. It sounded like he was dumpster diving on the show. Well, I try to entertain. Yeah. Footloose. I love this movie. It's about a great hero named Kevin Bacon who teaches an entire city full of people with sticks up their butts that dancing well, was the greatest thing there is. I think he lifted that straight from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nancy <laughs> is now vegan. Well, nope. Nope. Not going to go there. And now comes the smack-talking portion of the show. F you, Yahoo Sports, and your late injury notices. 2 p.m. I get a notice that Ferret is out for the game and never suited up. I could have put in a backup if I had known before 1 p.m. Then I get notifications at 4.30, again after the game started, my kicker pulled his nut during practice. <laughs> Sean, you won this week on a technicality. Next time, I will kick your twat so far up your throat, you will get pregnant giving blowjobs. Okay. Congrats on the win, by the way. Well, here's what I'm hearing. I hear nothing but excuses. Okay. For, first off, let, let's make a few things clear. Leonard, Leonard Fournette and the Jacksonville Jaguars were playing the Patriots at 425. So they were in the late game. Yeah. Which means they do not have to declare who is out until an hour and a half before kickoff. Right. Okay. So you getting that news at 2 o'clock was appropriate. Now, you should have made one of two decisions. First off, you should have known the status of your player well before this. But you chose to go out and have fun and drink wine and make fun of furry reindeers with a bunch of other people. <laughs> That's your decision. Right. I chose to stay home. I chose to watch fantasy football programming right up until kickoff. I chose to know the status of my players and yours, and I could have told you there was a very good chance that he wasn't going to play at the 4 o'clock game, and you should have done one of two things. You should have either put somebody else in before the 1 o'clock kickoff, or you should have handcuffed him to his backup. You chose not to do that. You chose to go out and have fun and la-ti-da. Good for you. I won. I kicked your ass because 
I was informed and I was prepared. That's what you do. You take this seriously. This isn't fun and games, my friend. This is fantasy fucking football. Okay. You done? Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I need a beer. Yeah. I guess Me Too Brown is too tired of everyone talking about Bell. Now he has to get on Twitter to be a douche rocket. Fuck you, A.B. You would have not had those numbers without Ben in the offensive line. <clears throat> you, would have sh- you would have shit if you were in Cleveland. Then again, we may have had two more Super Bowls. If they would have signed... Nope, nope, we're not going to get into all that. I'm not going to get into the whole A.B. situation. It's not it's not worth the drama. You know, all I'm going to say is this. This this week Monday, the Steelers have a decision to make. Cuz they won two Super Bowls and the thing you always heard was they were a band of brothers. Yeah. That was that was always the mantra. We are a band of brothers, we stick together. Yeah. So the decision has to be made right now. Are you a team or are you a collection of individuals? Yeah. We find out Monday night in Tampa. Are you a team or are you a collection of individuals? Okay. That's my opinion. Okay. Okay, time to go. I have to take my reindeer furry costume to the dry cleaners. I actually got some Tim sauce on it from the Renaissance Festival. We cross streams in the portage on. Huh. That's a, that's a crowded portage on. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Tim writes in, hey, Pittsburgh nerds, Kit Harrington is too small to be Batman. End of discussion. They will need to do Lord of the Rings camera tricks the whole time to make him look menacing. (laughs) Michael Keaton was tiny. Big Game of Thrones fans, but I'd rather they go with one of Sean's man crushes. Harrington is like 5'8 on paper. That's a Hollywood 5'8". Tail of the tape is going to say he's 5'4". He's so short he needs to stand on a rock to kick a duck in the ass. <laughs> well, that is a Hollywood problem where, I mean, you know, these guys are tend to be shorter for some reason. <laughs> Speaking of Game of Thrones, Sean, you have a cease and desist order too? Dude, I didn't know. We could have started a club... Or had a picnic or something. Well, it'd have to be like in Renzi Park or White Oak Park, because I don't travel that far out of McKeesport, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't. I don't know why DC doesn't listen to your suggestions. Lord knows what they are doing doesn't work. Right. Wonder Woman is on par with Thor to Dark World. Child, please. You take Diana Princess out of your mouth. <laughs> the movie is a ton better than any of the Thors, and that includes the Chucklefest one. Wonder Woman was a solid movie, and that's not just because it was actually a good DC movie. Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. The ending always kind of bothers me. Like, I, that, 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 
the way it ends, I'm always kind of disappointed with that, yeah. that whole fight. I, we discussed it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're right. It's a solid movie. It's, it's better than Thor The Dark World. I mean, it doesn't... I wouldn't put it any past, like, past the midway point of the Marvel movies, though. Like, if you, if you were to rate it against the Marvel movies, I'd say it's, like, you know, coming in, like, around 9 or 10. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Like, I feel like we give it a little bit of a pass because it's a good movie, and it's from Warner Brothers DC. So, we're like, oh, this is phenomenal. But it, it's... It's a flawed movie. It just like it has like really really good parts to it though. Yeah. Like the entire beginning, you know, on on, on Paradise Island's amazing. The, the the whole trench warfare scene where she takes the town back, that is fucking awesome. Like even the scene in the castle and stuff is really fucking good. Yeah. But I'm sorry, like the battle with Ares just always fucking bothers me. Yeah. You know. So that, that that's just my my two cents. Mm. Full pint is pretty good. My brother goes out there all the time in the winter to get their festivus of beer. Well, telling you to keep that in mind. Beaver tried the double wide vegan wings one time. Mm. She isn't vegan. She just wanted to do something that would annoy me. <laughs> we get away from the pup like four times a year. And she is wasting the opportunity eating buffaloed plant byproduct. Gross. And very processed. Yeah. Egg on top of a burger is a solid move. I never thought it would be good until I tried it once. There's no going back. Egg on steak's good, too. Yeah, like steak and egg has always been like a... I know, but... Yeah, I, I get it. Steak and eggs, da, da, da. Yeah. but to put a dip on top of a really good steak. Yeah. Then like cut them all up together. Oh, good stuff. The good. yolk just adds. Yeah. I agree. Like a, I guess a body to the steak. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just good. Yeah. And I, I usually it. don't mess with steaks like. Like that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I like it. I like a traditional steak, but I do every once in a while enjoy a fried egg on top of the steak. The few times I've had steak and eggs, mm. I, you know, I will get it and like cut the steak off and dip it into the the yolk. Yeah, you know, I'll do that, but I've never cut one off, cut one up with a steak with the egg. Yeah, I'll just lay the egg right on top. Yeah. Um. Speaking of culinary superiority. I had a bacon cheese dog with mustard and special sauce the other day. Ugh. He was at Jim's. Oh, okay. Okay. I, don't, I just thought of McDonald's. No. Life changing. <laughs> First time there. No, he's been there before. Yeah. We've discussed it. But this is the like he's like they're putting bacon on dogs now, man. This is like news you need to know. Bacon's good on dogs. Oh, I agree. I've put bacon on dogs. I have. But he, he brings up an interesting point. I want to discuss this with you. Yeah. My only complaint it was <laughs> it was a whole slice of bacon. I feel like you're better off chopping the bacon and sprinkling it over the dog before laying the cheese down. With the cheese slice on top, it's real easy to pull the whole slice of bacon out with the bite. Or do you like... 
<coughs> the folks on Tatooine and wrap the whole dog in the slice of bacon and cook it that way. No. Okay. Like, I agree with him. Like, if you're going to do this, I think you need to chop up the bacon and sprinkle it on. Like, especially with a Jim's dog. Because, like, you, you take the dog, you put the dog down, you sprinkle that, that bacon on top. And then you put the sauce and the cheese and you pop that in the oven for a minute like they do so it toasts up nice and good. Yeah. Oh, mama mia. You know. So I, I see his point and I agree with him. Like, if I, that would be the way I would go. All right. I, cause I also agree. Like, I've gotten bacon on a dog. Like, it sheets. And I stopped doing it because he's right. Like, it, it's just one slice of bacon and you take that bite and the next thing you know, you got a whole fucking slice of bacon in your mouth. See, see that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, the real trick is not to get fancy with bacon, uh-huh. right? Don't put don't put a fucking half a pig on something, because you don't need it. Yeah. And so, the real trick to it is, I'm telling you. Okay. okay? I'm, li- I'm listening. <laughs> so, when I buy bacon, mm-hmm. right, I never buy thick cut bacon. Okay. Ever. Yeah. I never buy it. Okay. Because number one is I don't I don't like chewy bacon. Right. Um and I don't think with thin bacon you suffer on flavor mm-hmm. if it's cooked properly. Right. Um so when I cook my bacon, like it takes me an hour to cook bacon. Yeah. Cause I flip it, I watch it constantly, I'm always adjusting heat levels. Yeah. To make sure it doesn't burn. Right. Um but if you cook it properly, well, at least my bacon, and I can say this because I make good bacon, mm-hmm. it should be it should melt in your mouth. You shouldn't have to almost chew it. Right. It should literally melt away in your mouth. Right. I mean, it, that's that's how I cook my bacon. Mm-hmm. Now, I put I get one of my pieces of bacon on a dog. Mm-hmm. Game over. Right. Because. What I would do, it it wouldn't matter where I put it, because it's not gonna it's not chewy, right? So mm-hmm. it's not gonna all come off the dog, right? So what I would do is I would put bacon on both sides of the bun. I put a strip on one side and a strip on the other side, Ooh. right? Ooh, so the sauce it adheres to the back of the bun. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? I do understand. Yeah. So it sticks on both sides of the bun, right? And then put your cheese. Down the middle as usual, mm-hmm. and that's how I would eat it. Yeah. I wouldn't even wrap it because I find with wrapping things, I st- I find that it gets chewy. Yeah, and uh, you you want to create a hot dog that's not going to create too much work to eat it. Right. With a dog like that, it's a knife and forker. Yeah. Right. Right. Jim's is not known for knife and forkers. Right. It's just you put it in your mouth and eat it. Right. That's why I feel that thin bacon is the way to go on a hot dog. Right. Okay. <clears throat> I follow you. I'm there with you, but I, I feel like the average restaurant doesn't take that time. You know, and so it doesn't take time. See, that's the that's the real trick. The trick is restaurants have the ability, especially ones with ovens, and most restaurants have ovens. Um. You can cook your bacon um, on a sheet tray yeah. with, with parchment paper. Yeah. 
Literally. Yeah, I mean, and, Eaton Park used to do that yeah, years ago. Actually, bacon's usually, when you buy bulk bacon like that for restaurants. It's already on parchment it, paper. It's already on. So you just put three parchment papers per sheet tray. Right. Throw it in the oven. And it gets. And if you leave it in long enough, there's a window. There's a yeah. window of burn and then there's a window of perfect. Right. Most people take it out before perfect. Right. So it's a little chewy still. Mm. If you leave it in a little couple seconds longer, it gets that perfect crispiness where it melts in your mouth. Right. And that's what you want. It takes, what, eight minutes? Yeah. To cook bacon? I forget the times. We used to make it all the time. But yeah. About eight, nine minutes. Right. In an oven at like 400. Right. It cooks it perfect every time. Yeah. So I know this stuff. Right. I understand. I mean, but I'm like, I'm, someplace like Jim's doesn't have that ability. They have ovens in there. Do they? Uh, not not restaurant ovens, but I'm sure there's an oven in that place. Yeah. Like I, I just don't think, I, I think they're just cooking on a flat top. Well, they have a broiler underneath of it. Yeah. Next time I go to Jim's, I'll have to see if there's a... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I would do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Jim's is just cooking on the flat top. But even if you're cooking on a flat top... You can still buy thin bacon. You don't have right. to get thick slabs of bacon. Right. I, I agree with you. Like I, I like I like thick bacon, and I like making it until it's like almost burnt. Like I like a crispy, mm. like it, like just cracks. Right. Type of bacon. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, it's like a thick bacon works for that. But that, but thin bacon works for most things, and like most things that you're making. That you're adding bacon to, you would require the thin bacon for. Yeah. But I, I agree. Like, I just, I think, I agree with Tim. Well, I get your point where if you make it right, it should just, it shouldn't just call come out in one bite. I'm just still going with the, just cut it up, sprinkle it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's what works best for me. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he he he's sending me direct messages. He's like, "I'm going in. I'll I'll report in. I'll let you know." Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you're my hero. You're you're you're. This is you're a real American hero, my friend. I used to work at a place in White Oak. <laughs> that it was a deli. Mm-hmm. Remember when I worked at that deli? Yeah, the White Oak Deli. Yeah. And we used to make gourmet dogs. Yeah, all the time. Some good but dogs what, come that's out. What I, that's what I like about Jim's. It's, it's not a gourmet dog. Like, I mean, it's a good dog. Like, yeah. they, they use good hot dogs. But I mean, it's like it's just it's all about the sauce. Yeah, and how you complement that sauce. Like I, bacon, onion, and cheese with the sauce. That's a perfect fucking dog. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion. Line of the week went to Ian when he called Sarah Jessica Parker D. Schneider. <laughs> I almost tinkled inside the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. I mean, I was driving, so I would have been in my pants, in my car, inside the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. <laughs> well, that was a good line. <laughs> D. Schneider. Yeah. And remember, folks, if it's supposed to move, use WD-40. If it isn't supposed to move, use duct tape. Yeah. Words of wisdom 
from the otter. Yeah. So there you go. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good. All right, then. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. And email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. Not that hard. And um, remember, we are a member of a couple of different podcasting networks. We are a member of the Tangent Bound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, just give them a Google search and you'll be able to find their website and all the other great podcasts that they have to offer. And remember, I heard it from a friend who, heard it from a friend who, heard it from another you've been messing around. Nice. I was listening to that the other day. I love you? the speed wagon. We know. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>